Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see that shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he dips the old on your bike. Ten years of calling. I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite Philadelphia Union podcast. Uh, Dragon Ball was only worth watching when Cell showed up. Mm. Yeah, there's your hot take of the evening. So good. Uh, I'm mathematically proven to be most of the time your host of this year podcast, Evan Vallella. Hi, good to see you. Good to talk to you. We went in the hiding because we got sad about the tournament. Don't ask us. That's the end of it. Uh, Paul Katrina Jr. is here. What's up, guys? Health One tip week for... it's going to be Paul Katrina Sr. We're all going to mark out. Uh, no, I'm never naming my child Paul ever again. I hated right. the junior thing growing up. Even well, no, t- I meant one time we're going to get... Your oh, namesake. Oh, it'll be, yeah. It'll be a better I mean, time. Yeah, once he, once he gets a bit more acclimated to the game of soccer, I'll absolutely bring him on. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think we need that. Chuck's here every week. I mean, yeah, sure. That, yeah, so. Chuck is actually here with us. Uh, he's on mute, though, so we don't want to hear his voice a lot, so we're just going to reiterate things that he's saying to us yeah, and hope yeah. it's right. Uh, my health tip for the day is when uh, a team loses, you shouldn't sink into, like, a 10-day binge eating binge um and put on 15 pounds and then quickly try to lose that 15 pounds again because you have a photo shoot coming up um don't do that it's not healthy that's my health tip great that sounds really broad so i'm sure a lot of people will take that to heart uh also here not on mute justin ashcroft hey i'm here um yeah i mean that's not all we were gonna say about the tournament but but that was most of it that was most of it um yeah no, uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, Chuck Booth, not actually here, by the way. <laughs> as much as I would love for some people to be like, oh, yeah, he never got any points in. He's not. He's not here. Or is uh, he? Hey, the Philadelphia Union came out really flat in a game that matters, which, you know, stop me if you've heard that before. Yeah. And they lose pretty convincingly. that's what happened. 2-1 to the Portland Timbers. And 2-1 doesn't even do the scoreline that much justice, really. Not really. It wasn't, wasn't as close. people with the goal. Yeah, guys. <laughs> uh, if you had that marked on your bingo card, congratulations. That makes exactly one of you in, the, out, in the liar category because you yeah. didn't have that. No way. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no other way to really put how like lethargic it was to watch them try to build up against this Portland team that like clearly they had the talented midfield that was able to mm-hmm. slow down Aronson a bit but man did there just seem to be no attempt at real effort as to late runs into the box or trying to create space for passing lanes um and that was from like 
the twenty fifth minute yeah. going forward, you know, mm-hmm. it just it just kind of seemed like I don't think this is really gonna materialize unless some big changes come, mm-hmm. and the type of coach you have, you can already check that off as not going to happen because mm-hmm. the man's not gonna use all his substitutions, even though he had five. Um, yeah. frustrating. Yeah, um, a couple weird... I mean, I don't know why Sergio Santos took a penalty, but he took it. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I, yeah. That's far enough in the past that it really doesn't matter at this point. Casper um, being off by a foot, you know. A couple sucks, times. Whatever. <laughs> but that's, that's VAR for you. Um, as much as we love it sometimes, those clear and obvious guidelines seem to fall by the wayside every so often. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, listen, credit to the Timbers. and um... Yeah, they went on and won the whole thing. You know, yeah. you, you give them credit as a unit that they were able to stay, you know, as compact as they did in the midfield and were For able sure. to score when they needed to. And that Orlando team certainly wasn't a pushover. So you got to give them all the credit in the world because they were clearly the team that gelled the best together given the circumstances, and they deserve to win. Does that make them the best team in Major League Soccer? Not really. But you did learn that the Union are a good team, and you got to look at the tournament as being a good jumping point for them as an organization because they were able to draw so much attention in a weird time. Yep. Like, just the, the, the young players that they have on there. Yep. It's, yep. it's a spotlight for the team on a national stage. I mean, the reality, right, so... This is a tournament is not a whole season, uh, so that is something. This is not this union team over a thirty-four, whatever game season. Sure. Mm. I think. I mean, the other thing, but if you look at it as part of a season, uh, they played seven games, right? Mm-hmm. When or six games, seven games. Six. So six three games. group games, six games, and they yes. won two knockout games, and yes. yeah, six games, and they went what? Four, four one, one and, and one. one. That's amazing. So over any six game stretch of a season, I'll take four one and one. You know, like yeah. you're not gonna you're not looking at that and going, Oh, that's a terrible stretch of a season. Um, unfortunately only three of those games counted for your season standings, but yeah. um, But competitive fixtures with your de facto first team. Yeah, you for know, sure. against for other sure. MLS talents de facto first team. So I have two questions coming out of this tournament. One, uh, uh, one was brought up by Chuck Booth, even though he's not here, he still, you know, had has his input on the on the pod. Uh, was this tournament successful? Because in Ch- in Chuck's eyes, he says that it is as long as you're not looking at this Union team as they grew in the way that they played the game. Basically, what I reiterated is that the Union name grew by leaps and bounds mm. because they had this platform to present themselves on. But if you look at the soccer, it was pretty bad outside of the one half for Sporting Kansas City. So, mm. uh, And I'm somewhat inclined to agree with him, yeah. even though that this team has always been not pretty to watch. I think you can count the tournament a success... But you can't let that carry over to, well, clearly that means that they're going to do amazing in the regular season going forward. Because now it's a whole other element. Now the travel comes into play. Now the, you know, 
the outlying factors of there actually being home games and away games mm-hmm. and right and, now tonight you have Vancouver you know and Toronto playing and it's a walk what? from the hotel yeah well and it's and it's in Toronto you know, yeah so <laughs> um yeah that's interesting I mean and even I'd be even hesitant in a way to say did it grow the brand because we don't know when the offers are coming, who they're from, what they're for. Well, we know the offers are coming. It seems as if that they're just waiting for the right one. Uh, it, what Jim has been saying, especially today in the press conference, is that we know that it's going to happen. And basically Jim's going like, as long as we're replacing these players with right. adequate replacements, they should go to Europe. And it seems as if that's the case it's just a matter of i think i think they're holding themselves to a higher standard and saying you're not getting a bargain you're not getting a clearance sale from us okay if you give us a sell-on clause and you meet us somewhere in the middle we got you we know you want this young talent from us but it has to be the right number so i guess i don't think that happens if these are just regular season games and the season's continuing like normal and there's no lull in play I don't think, you know? So I, I mean, guess that that makes the tournament a success in its own right. As far as the brand growing, I think I... I mean, in a way, like, it's it's fun to be the team that ha- is having two players being talked about as potential what's European it, it? departees. You know, like, I think that that's something that we have not had as the union in times past that it's been like oh we we might have one player but they're probably just departing to another mls team they're not going to europe so i think it's like cool that throughout the tournament we were the team that it was like these two players are probably headed to europe yeah at some point in the next year you know and i and i think yeah there were other players that were being talked about williamson from portland and akinole but there's just there wasn't that like it there wasn't like another team that it was like oh these two players have been standouts in this tournament yeah um and then even besides that you know andre blake being named the goalie of the tournament you know i think like there there was successful parts to this tournament for sure um but yeah i mean it it's hard to call it this overwhelming success but there was definitely successful parts yeah um I, th- I think if they didn't come out so flat in that game against the Timbers, a lot of the, the bitter taste people have right now. And honestly, even if they win um, in two days against New England, I think people will be a little like, all right, here we go. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, no, we didn't win a trophy that we didn't know existed a month and a half ago. So well, it's just, let's you move do on. So, <laughs> you know, you do so well and, and – you get all this buzz and all the national media gives you buzz and you have these reports coming in left and right that all these all these big clubs in Europe or at least, you know, all these bigger than your own clubs, um, you know, are interested in, in these guys. And and then you, you come out and you play that kind of game, um, which just kind of sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, was was it a success for MLS as a as an entity? Sure. Was it a success for the union as a as a organization <clears throat> from like thirty thousand feet? Uh, I, I guess so. Was it uh, 
difficult and, and frustrating to see the team fall back into their weird we can't get it done in, in big games uh, trope. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you hope that it just makes them a little more hungry. But how many times can you sell me that narrative before I just go, all right, well, we're always just going to kind of be the team that's very good, but not there. That was going to be my second question. I, I think the big question kind of coming out of this tournament for me is just, like, where where does the club, but, like, where, especially where does Jim go from here? Yeah, like, yeah. it's not like he's we talked about a lot it's not like he's not putting the club in in good positions he's always done more than what the talent was given to him you know he's done more with his team than than the talent that was given to him he now has sort of the talent to back up his strategies or whatever we're assuming he'll at least have the money as well yeah 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 it is so but when you have lost what three finals and two semifinals of of tournaments yeah plus if you want to count the quarterfinal from the playoffs last year like when is i mean how many times can you watch a coach do this you know like i I mean i i don't know i don't know that's that's kind of the question i've been asking myself and relating it to another philadelphia team i mean we watched andy Reid do this for years years Mm -hmm. years 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 and years and then he moves teams. Three years later, he wins the Super Bowl. So, like, right? Is that what's going to happen to Jim? I hope not. But where does he go well, from but here? You know, it's it's funny, and I I, I like that Eagles analogy because both those teams eventually got a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So I, I think it's can or is Jim Curtin a a MLS Cup winning level coach? probably i don't know if if he has someone to nudge him about subs probably um are we kind of stuck finding out how many times you have to lose something until you get fired or win one probably is he hitting the ceiling or is the building not big enough and I think we're also just assuming that the building's about to get some renovations to keep your... I hate that I'm doing this. But, you know, I mean, it's... it's Okay, even if we only get, like, Chuck wanting us to get $250,000 for selling Mackenzie and Aronson, uh, you know, that's a that's a player and a half. And then if a couple of these other homegrown kids sort themselves out and... I'm sorry, did you say 250000 Yeah, that was a joke, because Chuck thinks we're only uh, going to get, uh, like, $5 in oh, okay. uh, a sandwich for Aronson <laughs> and Mackenzie combined. Um, so even if we only get like $20 Canadian for Mackenzie and Aronson and, you know, McGlynn and DeVries turn into these <laughs> world beating wingers. These sale prices are all over the place. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it's not, you know, it's not that much money. Uh, and, and even if two of these like pre-contract homegrown kids, you know, work out close to the way Aronson and Mackenzie have done, like the team's going to be good for a while. Um, yeah. and that's why you put so much money in your academy. Right, so that even if those guys are not quite as good as their older brothers are, um, you'll be fine. Yeah, and, and but the question now comes back to, like you said, how many times do you have to watch a team that is really good and has all this really good young talent and watch them absolutely choke in a game of importance that clearly relies on the coach to either inject new life into that squad, develop a different tactic, or inspire yeah. that squad to yeah. 
reach beyond their potential. And what's good about this is that this tournament is happening in the middle of a season. So now this team that as a collective unit did come together and did piece together really good performances and go on a bit of a run has now experienced heartbreak. They lost in the semifinals and had a chance for a final. And that probably sucked a lot. But it's not over. Like, now they have these regular season games to put themselves in a good position. They're already fourth in the East, so they're already in a good position regardless. And I believe it's seven teams per conference qualifying this year. Yeah, so, like, now they have this, wow, this is exactly what we did wrong right here, and that sucks. Let's not do that again, and now we get to play a little bit of a lighter schedule going into this regular season and set ourselves up for a playoff run. I mean, you've got to imagine that if they're not, <laughs> if they're not even, because I, I, I guess I'll do this. If they lost that Portland game four to three and it was an electrifying game, are we even questioning Jim Curtin at that point? Like we watched good soccer played between both sides and they lost in a shootout. No, we're bringing this up because it's a flat performance and they had chances to win the game, but simply, you almost didn't even see it coming. It's almost like they didn't deserve it the way they played. Yeah, it was like the first 25 minutes of the game, they were okay. They were kind of in it, you know, everything else. And then the last 10 minutes, all of a sudden, they came alive and almost got two goals in in the span of two minutes or whatever that was. I think, you know, and and you can't, you can't, I mean, you can play soccer games that way if you want a lot of times because soccer is not a high-scoring sport. But you you can't play that way all the time and expect to win. You know, you can't just, like, wait until the last 10 minutes then then let loose in the last 10 minutes. It should have been 15, 20 minutes before that that we were letting loose because what do you have to lose at that point in time? Like, you, yeah. just, you don't have anything to lose. And... So I don't understand why we're playing not to lose four nothing. Like it seemed like right, we were playing right, right. not to lose four nothing. If when you were going, we needed home, two people... goals to tie it too. Because know? it's not going to affect your goal dif- goal differential of what? Like <laughs> this thing is people over now, going and to it doesn't if matter. If you got sent home harder, if you got sent home anyway, yeah, yeah, like, it's not going to be like a oh well, you know they really threw everything at it, but they lost by four goals. It's going to be like nope, you still you. No, you like, shit the bed and lost by a goal. That right. sucks even harder. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So there's the there's the thing. Yeah. The MLS is cap. back. Hashtag. Is. Vancouver Woo. and Toronto are currently playing behind me as we're recording this. That's wow. Sports. Yeah. Imagine. Well, speaking of uh, young guys in the academy, yeah. uh, we've signed two of them. We have done. Yeah, uh, Paul, I think we've kind of known about PAX for a while. <laughs> since I uh, first saw him play years ago, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> since I sat down with uh, Tommy Wilson in 2016 and A, got taken to school, and then B, um, got told uh, two of my favorite things about that about that conversation. But, yeah, it's been four years, so sorry everybody. Uh, he didn't really know if they should have U12, U13 teams as, a, as an idea. Uh, 
thought they were too young. Solid move. <laughs> um, and then, at least back then, and I don't know math, so I don't know how old Paxton Aronson would have been, but they went, oh, he's going to be better than his brother. And he and, was about um, twelve. He was about twelve yeah, going on thirteen. I think he would have been in that twelve and thirteen. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it's almost as if they formed those teams specifically so that they could keep little packs in <laughs> in their academy uh, somehow. The the hyper on this boy is un, unreal. Um, it is in fact not done him any favors that his older brother has been quite good. Um. Yeah, I, Paul and I got a little Twitter thread loopy doo with people because everyone freaked out and they saw Aronson and we had to go, yep, you were yeah. correct. That would be um, correct. Yeah, man, I don't know. He's got the name, he's got the he's got the skills, he's got the I'm very tiny. I hope that uh, Philadelphia Union 2 play the Tampa Bay Rowdies here soon so that Paxton can run in the forest lasso. Oh, yeah. That would probably do him some good. Really harden the soul right there. Yeah, yeah, really harden that collarbone. Um, And what's nice is now he has the pressure of, now I'm the younger Aronson of of a kid that's about to go over to Europe. Like, now now, (laughs) you're the kid that's taking over the Philadelphia airwaves now uh, in regards Mm -hmm. to soccer. You're the next prodigal son. Your brother's clearly succeeded in this formula, so you have the ability to. Right. It's especially if he's as good as we've seen him grow. Yes. Because, good golly, if he's moving at that same level that yep. he's been throughout the youth systems, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be any question as to who like the best academy kid to ever come out of this organization could potentially be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I think the reality, too, is... like. He is producing on a poor USL (laughs) injury-laden coachless team. Yes. (laughs) And he's a child. Yeah. He's a child. A literal child. This is not like an 18, 19-year-old kid playing in the USL and succeeding. This is a 16-year-old kid who who is playing well in the USL on a poor injury-laden coachless team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I have Jack McGlynn's uh, announcement for the Union too, uh, from from March pulled up, and uh, I don't I haven't I haven't met Jack I don't know Jack I um hell I'll, I mean I, any of those kids now I'm just I'm old and there was a pandemic I'm sorry, but um <laughs> hey anyone that's born in 2003, uh boy howdy but like these kids are literally kids yeah like Jack McGlynn looks like you need to like protect him from. I, I don't know anything. Jack McGlynn looks like he bought a pool pass from a senior on like the first day of YSC Academy and realized that there was indeed no pool. Yeah, yeah. Jack McGlynn looks like everyone told him to like meet at the training facility at like five thirty, and no one showed up until. 8. And it's like practice isn't until eight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like damn um, it, mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You drove me all the way here. And now no one's there. <laughs> Can you come uh, pick me up? <laughs> Yeah, Take so a nap Jack, in the man. Jack yeah. McGlynn, uh, as of as of uh, the first of the year in 2021, will be your newest homegrown. Uh, he's from Middle Village, New York. He, much like all of the academy kids that end up signing homegrown deals, played uh, what I like to call as midfield in the academy because, yes, yes, he did. He played all of all of them. Um, uh, yeah, they like him. 
you know, seven goals for the U-17s in, in 2019. Um, went down to Union 2 preseason camp in Clearwater. Has been a, a, a stalwart there. Um, he can play all over the park. They have very high hopes for him. And he's signed to a uh, pre-contract deal, which we've seen this with um, five guys now, maybe? I think it might be trending on six or seven. But... Cole, Jack, Jack. Oh, okay, this season, right? No, 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 I meant in general. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cole, Jack, Jack, Pax. It, yeah, it's, it's closer to like seven. Okay. So, I have questions again, because I obviously do. Um, we don't ask for Twitter questions anymore. We just like to pose Justin with topics, and he's like, okay, yeah. let me, let's get the brain churning Justin here. does the hard Twitter work for, for everybody. Yeah. So well, I don't do it. No, no, see, I'm not doing hard Twitter work. What I'm doing is uninformed work that, that when I asked this <laughs> question a little bit before the podcast, Evan just shot me down and was like, why do you not understand oh, this? No, anyway. no, no, no. You absolute fool. <laughs> I, my question is like, why why do this, right? Uh, Mike, I mean, even looking at the tournament, right? You had yeah. you had Cole Turner, you had Jack DeVries, you had uh, Mbizo, you had Matt Real. Uh, none of them got more than a ten minute cameo at the end of a game, right? So why sign another two players to first team deals who are never going to play for the first team, at least for the foreseeable future? At least not this year, and you would right, right. and you would hope that they don't have to heavily rely on them next year because they're actual children. Yeah, because he's gonna be. Uh... Oh, he's gonna be a full grown age of seventeen next yeah, year. Yeah, he'll be a seventeen for a while at that point. Yeah. Um, so I think what you saw when Real and McKenzie left for Wake Forest was. Um, a very clear and evident, high look, we can just leave. Um, and to prevent the high look, we can just leave, you don't have our rights, none of that matters because MLS is goofy. Um, the union started to give everybody these strange pre-contract, stash and sign, Euro, draft pick, MBA style pre-contract deals. Um, and that serves two purposes. I think it, it pacifies the kids and or just ties them up in your system longer. As a first team, you don't have to play them for the first team forever. You can do whatever the hell you want with them. They're yours now. Great. You can send them to the two-team every week because you're, you're going to. Um, and, you know, that'll be that. Um, why Philly is doing it and no one else is doing it? I don't know. I, I, that's the part that I get tripped up on is because I see what the logic is from the organization standpoint. I see what the logic is from the kid wants to, you know, get paid standpoint. Um, but I mean, from... it's a difference for the kid. It's a difference of playing $80,000 a week at right. steel well. or $20,000 or $80,000 a year, or $20,000 a year, you know, right, like right, right. that's the difference for those kids. But I, that's what I'm not understanding from the, from the club's perspective. And we're not in a Keegan Rosensberry situation. We're not in like, hey, you played for one of our affiliated clubs, so you should be right. under our homegrown rights. But yeah. MLS says no because you weren't in the, the club that was one town over. I, I mean, we're not in one of those situations with these kids. So yeah, we it's... still do have them tied up when they ever they want to enter the MLS draft. 
but they oh. don't ever want to get to that point. I I mean, yeah, I guess it's true. If you because there's the draft, so many, you don't want the draft to exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess you that's sign true. everybody. I mean, I guess that's true. And not to mention that they do have a bunch of kids that really a lot of you you see a lot of these microtransactions that happen within the youth system where that these mm-hmm. kids are jumping to like other academies just because they see that there's bigger opportunities there. Because there's so many talented kids in the Union Academy that mm-hmm. these kids that would be XL, like top tier prospects for another MLS team are falling behind the curve in these kids that have been ingrained in the system from the beginning. Because we do have that really established, you know, path to the pros now that has been, you know, the formula for success, at least at our level, for a couple years now. And it's clear, it gives the parents the relief of they're not, their kids are getting the best opportunity to grow, learn, and be in an organization that actually gives the crap enough to sign them to these pre-contract deals and show that they're investing in their future and not just you're a piece of talent for us that we can sell off to Europe and we don't care in a few years. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Even if you have five of these kids at a time who are signed to these first team deals who are never going to play for the first team, at least that season, like, I mean, it, you're still only looking at what $300,000, which in the, case of the union's overall budget like well that's just senior. Drop some of your, just drop <laughs> right. some of your marketing that's and your well and I, I think the other thing too is you look at it and the union because they're they do it you can find these things very easily full of union.com backslash academy backslash homegrown you look at current pros it's a it's a nice list mm. and then you you scroll over and you go to former pros not terrible like jeremy raffanello probably the biggest name on there then you go to current college. There's some some good schools there. You got a couple kids at Louisville. You got a couple kids at Nova. You got a couple kids at Delaware. You got a kid at Harcum, which is funny. Um, Kentucky, Temple, USF, like Rutgers, Dartmouth, uh, you know, Penn State, South Florida again, like St. Joe's, Virginia, South Harmon Institute of Technology. From a no, I mean these are all like D1 or like you know one AA schools. From mm-hmm. a we want our academy. To make DC United look like nothing, yeah. which is apparently the other rumor, is that kids in the in the Nova area, not Villanova, but the like Northern Virginia, DC, they don't look at United; they look at the Union. And I think from a, at the very least, Justin, what you're doing is you're signing these kids and going, "Hey, we have at least two years with you, and you're on a minimum contract and all this fun stuff to see if you could be anything." And then when we sell you, if we sell you, we get all your money. From a, like, why not try this, see what happens? It's not costing us that much money, because YSC has been a thing that we've had at our disposal since we've existed as a club. It's a very ambitious, very risky... Well, it's not very risky. It's just a very ambitious, and a lot of weird money things have to happen to do this. And it takes a fuck ton of time. And I guess, too, like, as you're talking about that, the reality is, like, for us as a club, for the union as a club, for where we live in the country, mm-hmm. you, probably more than any other area of the country, in the academy world, you're competing for kids. Like, yep. sure. You, yeah. you know, well, like, Dallas and Houston might have this opportunity, the two L.A. squads, mm-hmm. but when you're looking at, for us, like, when you're looking for the union, 
you're looking at literally four teams could have like legitimate claims of like, mm-hmm. hey, if you get up here every Saturday to play for us, like, we'll pay. You know, well, you can be and, a part of the academy. And and the know, other thing that's compete. wild is you look at Real Salt Lake's catchment, and you look at Colorado Rapids' catchment, and then you look at anybody on the Eastern Seaboard's catchment. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair at all. And if the Rapids knew how to develop an academy, they'd be money forever. But they sure. can't because they're incompetent, known by Stan Kroenke, so they won't. But yeah, like like you're saying, Justin, it's one of those things where it's like not only are we fighting for for kids in this really tight space just because of distance from teams. Uh, Red Bull Football Group owns one of the teams in this area. City Football Group owns one of the teams in this area. They don't yeah. seem too much to be bothered about developing children. Not at City all. football group, but they have the money to. Um, DC United, at least, are a name that have been around for a while. Um, and, you know, we've seen that before. Folowak and Yode's come through from, from Red Bull. Adam Niyam was here from Red Bull. Like, there's a fair amount of, of guys that have sort of switched out academies and, and gone back and forth, um, you know, here and there. I think one of, one of DeVries or Turner or... McGlynn was with one of the New York clubs or with DC for a hot minute, I believe. It's funny how quick that turnaround is when they try yeah. to go looks elsewhere and they're like so just quick to turn back and be like, hey, so uh, Union Academy, probably my best choice, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and it's very, you know, what can you do for me? What's my playing time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is nice that you do see that... It, it is a matter of we have the location and ability to poach a lot of young talent mm-hmm. in this area, mm-hmm. and it all it it's only going to grow from there because they're going to see that these kids are going in at a young age and coming out, and it's like, cool, two of those kids are about to go to Europe. Right. It's like, sky's the limit there, you know, yeah. at that point. So you got to imagine that that's why the union are so quick to pull the trigger on these deals because it's, if you don't pan out, at least we were able to pay you and keep you in a stable position and keep you close to your family for a couple years and we decide to sell you and basically we make back this two-year salary that we paid you to sell Mm -hmm. you to another academy or another team. So it's like, yeah, what do you have to lose but you have so much to gain as well? to have this young talent there and be in a system that is willing to incorporate these young players and let them run free a bit. Except yeah, not it, not in the MLS's back tournament. You know, Brendan Aronson's the, the exception there. Just Well, and it'll be interesting, like, when uh, we get to... I mean, it'll be interesting over the next two months to see what happens, right? You know, the union aren't going to take 23 players to every game. Sure. You know, like, yeah. these guys are going to get minutes in in at least in chester you know like they may not travel with with union too but they'll at least get minutes in chester and so trying to figure out you know like what you know what can uh you know what can cole turner do against the riverhounds or you know red bull too or you know like what can he do against some of these teams that have produced over the last couple years instead of sitting on the union's bench and I also think the big thing is these kids shouldn't feel as if they're missing out by not being in this first team because there's mm. no fans or 
like stadium experience that yeah. isn't also being done at the USL level. Like all of these games are going to be sounding like they're and, pickup games in retrospect. Know, and if you think about it, they really shouldn't feel bad if they're not involved in the 18 slash 23 on, what is that, Friday? No. Thursday. Thursday, because no one's ever at Gillette Stadium anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really like Jim's comment. Like, this is going to be the first time that we've been in a, we've played soccer in a football stadium that's totally empty. And I'm like, does he not remember his no. former games at no. Gillette Stadium? Too busy beating them 6-1. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get caught up in those games, and you just you lose do. track of the 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 official PA announcer going, guess the attendance of tonight's game, yeah, is it five please or stop seven? sending in zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't count twice, please stop counting yourself. Uh, <laughs> I have yeah. multiple personality disorder. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> James McAvoy, get out here. <laughs> Oh, boy. I mean, all right. So, like, yeah, we have a game Thursday. <laughs> we do. There's a game Thursday. That's it's crazy. Your, your Philadelphia Union taking on the New England Revolution. Uh, sadly, without Brad Friedel is there. Oh, wait. Bruce Arena can't coach this, can he? Uh, oh, I... No, he cannot. Don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, whatever that means. Does that mean it'll be fun to watch? No. Oh, okay. No, no I'm expecting all soccer to still be... Kind it's of. still the New England Revolution, too. I mean, that's... Like yeah. Yeah. I've never <laughs> been like, oh, man, I love watching them play. <laughs> yeah. It'll still I, either be nothing or, or Bo will get free and do some things, but... Yeah. Doesn't seem likely. Did. Yeah, it do seems... We, do we do predictions? Do we have a Conceição to hand out to anybody? Ah... Uh like to welcome I mean, everyone to supporting Manchester City's women's team. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think uh, you I was thinking about I mean if we were going to hand out a Conceição, I think we could just overall yeah. hand out a Conceição to the announcing in Florida. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I mean really the bad. tournament was decent. The tournament was decent other than that, right? I mean, it was at least soccer. I they enjoyed it. They did a decent job with the bubble, other than the two teams who've been playing for the last week and a half over and over and over again. Yeah, nonstop. They just haven't stopped playing <laughs> like, each other, I think. Let's have Nashville and Dallas just keep playing each other. It's, <laughs> the, Surv- over over it's the Survivor Cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, they kept everybody safe. They kept everybody healthy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. The soccer I- was at least decent. It wasn't great, but it was decent. And it was sports on TV. I think it was great for MLS to be... That team, that league that, you know, I mean, the NWSL was first and then yep. and then MLS. But, you know, as the NBA and the NHL and everybody else made their plans, they were watching the MLS to see how that went, and it went well. So, I think, I mean, I think it was a good tournament overall. I would like to but, give the polar opposite of a Kinsei to Major League Soccer for doing the bubble right and being able to put on something. So, whoever your fondest cult hero union person is um imagine them as a trophy and give it to major league soccer for doing a great job in setting the bar 
Um, but give the Kinsesa out to the announcers that were doing all the games because they seemed like they were just checked out half the time. They're just having personal conversations up there. Yeah. John Champion's getting accent, like, coaching from Twelman. Like, I don't... Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> Shut it's a great up time and talk to, about uh, the game. <laughs> Stu Holden was fine on the other side, but yeah. Yeah. Twelman was awful. Great yeah. time to hire Kyle Martino, who's now available. Yeah, please do. It's so good. Yeah, and if you're going to watch coverage to see what good soccer coverage and announcing looks like, CBS is doing a pretty decent job over there with the Champions League. Certainly trying. Mm-hmm. That's I all mean, they can do. Poppy, Poppy Miller's great. Yeah. I'll give, her, you know, I'll give her some credit coming out of Charleston Battery. What a, what a, what a career path. <laughs> Going from announcing Zico Lewis one week to hey. talking about Messi in a studio the next. Right, right, yeah. From from Zico Lewis to Tyler Adams. Are you asking a negative opinion? Are you asking for me to give a negative opinion about Leo Messi's career at this point? Really, yeah. no. me? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think he should retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Space Jam 3, Messi confirmed. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, as long as they don't have the same uniforms. Ugh. Ugh. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, have you welcome back. Pod if you need anything. On Instagram now. Oh, sure. yeah. I don't know Just what we're going to post there. <laughs> we'll find out. Something oh, I, got pl- I got some plans. Justin oh, has plans. Ugh. God, I'd love to hear that. That's all I need to know. Sweet. Yeah, reach out to us, guys. Talk to us. Let's say hi. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you. We'll, we'll when, it, when, it, when it fits into our schedule. Like, sure, don't sure. don't bother me at work. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> you know, if I'm After eating all... dinner, like, maybe don't... You know what? Don't talk to me. Don't... <laughs> I take it back. We're, we're still sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. And, uh... And Icarus FC. And it's true. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. We All are. of that's still true. We haven't said that yet today, but they are very important and near and dear to our hearts. They are we... important. They are necessary. Hi, Robbie. Um, yeah. In, until we beat New England, and decide to talk about that at some point next week. You know, just just say hi. Drop us a line on the Twitter. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. We really couldn't do this without you listening. If we if we made a podcast and had no audience, we'd be insane. Um, but the other people that we couldn't do this without is the Beautiful Game Network. It's written stuff. It's podcasts. It's other content. It is involved. It is grassroots. It is independent. And you should check everybody out. BGN.FM is where you can find that. Uh, if you're a fan of the USL side, if you're a fan of an MLS team, if you're a big fan of women's soccer, definitely, definitely, definitely go bgn.fm. And we would love to thank the network sponsors. First one, roughneckscarves.com. They're the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. And the good news is you can get on that action too. So check them out. Try to get some custom scarves for your group or team, roughneckscarves. That's with two Fs. I don't know about you, but I am tired of looking at the same exact cookie cutter kit from Nike and Adidas over and over again. And quite frankly, I could look at Icarus FC's jerseys all day long because they are works of art. 
truly unique and super comfortable. I mean, you have to get one of these jerseys. Just try them out. The way that the screen printing and stitching is done, everything is just as you want it. Super comfortable material, lasts long, and you're not going to get better material and a better look for your team than from Robbie over at Icarus FC. Uh, he's absolutely easy to work with. Uh, they make custom kits, whatever you're looking for, at a very, very good price. So let him help you design the new kit at IcarusFC.com for any team or group that you can think of. You can find us all over the internet. You can find the pod on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to find podcasts. To help find us, subscribe to the show, and always please leave a review or a like or whatever the thumbs up is on your form of podcasting. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at VFTBPod. Let us know how you're doing and what you want us to hear us talk about. You can email us at VFTBPod at gmail.com. To help us keep providing you with content, throw us a couple dollars at ko-fi.com slash VFTBPod. That is ko-fi.com slash VFTBPod. You can also grab some of our merch at DSGNTree. Check out our merch at dsgntree.com slash VFTV. For Evan, Chuck, and Paul, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a great day.